out. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hear Me Out. My name's RJ. My name's Blay, and this is the podcast where two selfish best friends, RJ and myself, try to become better friends by convincing the other person to take up a new hobby, like a new passion, or just generally agree with them. Every episode, we have a brand new issue. We have brand- a brand new expert. Today, we have two experts. Yes. And RJ... The loser today, you or myself, will be donating to a charity. What is the issue today, and what is the charity we will be donating to? All right, the issue today is something very near and dear to my heart. Cholesterol? Something that I love. Could you? But you have a bad diet. Is it cholesterol? It's not cholesterol, okay. dude. I've been working on that cholesterol. Well, okay. no, no meat for a whole year. Yeah, you're pretty sweaty right now. All uh, right, what's the charity, and what's the issue? The today's issue is I'm going to try to convince you that we should go. To national parks. It's something I've been trying to get you to do forever. Yeah. I want to go with you specifically to a national park because I think it's going to blow your mind. It's going to be awesome. Uh, today's charity is kind of in the same vein. It's the Sierra Club. They Ooh. champion okay. solutions to the climate crisis. Um, they work for clean air, safe water, land protection, um, and they believe in getting people outside to enjoy the outdoors. If you guys want to donate as well, you can go to sierraclub.org. Ooh, first rule of Sierra Club. What do you think the first rule of Sierra Club is? Oh, good question. First rule of Sierra Club is probably like good socks. Like always oh, have good socks. I was making socks. a fight. Cl- I was going to say like talk about Sierra Club. You know, like the oh, fight club. I okay, see. Whatever. Uh, who? who I mean, so you're going to try to convince me to, uh, to we're not going to cut that out, by the way. I like no, we should. I, my jokes fail. I say we move it up top and then we add it again. I just, I just totally missed it. That's fine. Yeah. Um, like that haircut. All right. So Thank who you. are our experts today, RJ? Today we got the hosts of the Deep Cuts podcast. They talk about kind of everything, it seems like. Yeah. It's uh, Andrew Price and Dave Baker. Thanks for joining us, guys. Yo. Yeah. Hey, fellas. Welcome. I think the first rule of Sierra Club is everybody fucks. Yeah. yeah. Fucking the woods. Honestly, yeah. donations would go up like 400% if they were like Sierra Club and then like subtitle, go fuck in the woods. I think <laughs> yeah. for, for sure. It's the last bastion of, of, uh, of a clean air orgy. <laughs> Guys, what is the Deep Cuts podcast? Tell us about it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, Deep Cuts is uh, an explainer podcast hosted by myself and Andrew, and it's uh, it's kind of focused usually on obscure or weird topics. We pick one and then we walk the listener through the ins, the outs and the nitty gritty so that they can appear like an interesting and idiosyncratic person at their next forced social function. Perfect. We uh, wow. we we have a lot of weird stuff. Like we did a whole musical about the rise and fall of the file sharing service Napster. Um, yeah. Eleven original songs. Andrew and I both sing. Um, oh my god, that's Jesus awesome! Christ. We 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 did an episode about uh, the making, wow. uh, the release, and the subsequent attempts at making sequels to the acclaimed cult film uh, Buckaroo Banzai, written by D.W. Richter and uh, directed by uh, or written by Earl MacRouse, directed by D.W. Richter. And at the end of the episode, we got both of them to come back and write a ten-minute uh, narrative. Richter. Uh, WD Richter. Yeah, we got yeah. we we got both of them to come back and write a narrative sequence. Uh, so there's like a radio play reunion where two of the uh, Buckaroo Banzai characters uh, interact again for the first time in 30 years, and we got those oh the actors god. from the original movie. Uh, oh my god! Billy Vera as Pinky Carruthers and Pepe Serna as the Reno Kid. 
to come back and play their characters. Um, and uh, and then wow, yeah, that's so, awesome. Oh yeah, my so we do a, we do a lot of weird we do a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, and we'll also do like crazy stories. Like uh, we did a three part eight hour episode about how uh, after uh, To Catch a Predator was canceled, Chris Hansen slowly became like a YouTube con man, and just the crazy coda of his career that happened after that show got canceled or holy shit you did John- eight hours on that <clears throat> yeah it's it's yeah. it's it's insane the 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 just the the chronicles of his like his like rise and then fall to being this weird like grifter is it it, it was an it's insane story and yeah it took it took <laughs> like eight God. hours to cover it um wow that's, and yet how did, oh go ahead oh i was just gonna say and just to just to what you what you said uh rj that that's kind of the thing with the show is like we have a very specific style, but we're not like specifically a true crime podcast or specifically a, a film uh, uh, analysis podcast. Like we cover a lot of different ground. It's basically just like anything and everything that fascinates either of the two of us, we will cover. But somehow it all has like kind of like a cohesive feel to it. It's not just all over the place. So wow, have you ever done amazing. an episode on national parks or something like national parks or no? Is this your first foray into it? We ha- no, we we do stuff like this. Like we will do episodes about like some institution and just the crazy history behind it. We haven't done national parks yet, but we totally could and might at some point because uh, there is a lot of interesting uh, history behind it. Um, wow. But it, it's it's a totally a type of thing that we would do. Um, cool. We just haven't done an, an episode on it yet. Um, Dave, how do you guys? I obviously it comes from things that you guys love, but how do you determine what will be an episode? Because I mean, right off the bat, first of all, incredible, absolutely incredible. It sounds super fun. Deep cut sounds really, really fun. But also, I feel like there's a lot of research involved. How do you guys decide yeah. what are you going to take the plunge for for the next episode? That's, How big is your team? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you're looking at it. It's the two of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah it's, the, it's the two of us and then my mental health. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the two of us and then our furry red Muppet roommate, Hillsmer. Perfect. Um, <laughs> uh yeah uh, the the answer to that is um it kind of usually i would say the majority of the episodes stem from things that i want to talk to andrew about <laughs> so it's just like no this will be really cool and i have so much to say to you about this so i'm going to write this episode and spend 2 weeks researching this as yeah. an excuse to force you to talk to me about mm-hmm. something for like 4 mm-hmm. hours right um it's but cool. we also like there's there's also kind of a, a balance, right, where we, we purposely try to stru- structure the show. So it kind of like alternates where there's like an accessible topic that a lot of people know about and then an obscure topic that literally probably only Andrew or I am really interested in. But then we can use that to kind of expose it to more people. Like we did a sure. whole series on uh, this guy named Laz Rojas, who's like an outsider performance artist who made a video where he. He, he wanted to be an actor in the 80s and he on a on VHS recorders made a an audition tape where he played over like 40 characters, men, women, children, aliens. Oh it's gosh, it's geez. so surreal. And and like that's he, he's not somebody that a lot of people know about. But within uh-huh. like VHS trape tape trading world he's kind of like a oh yeah that guy and so we did like a whole big you know three hour deep dive on him we you know 
we we interviewed uh, Zach Carlson, who's a documentarian who made a, a movie about uh, him for Vice. We uh, <laughs> Laz may or may not be a little bit, um, you know, maybe I don't want to say on the spectrum, but he's 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 very, you know, eccentric. He's got He's eccentric. Thank you. He's an eccentric person and was involved in some legal cases. And he he leaked all of the documents from the legal filings. So Andrew and I went through all of the emails and and legal filings and kind of deconstructed what he was thinking at the various points in time that he was interacting with these people and why he was thinking these things. And uh, yeah, Yeah. I think I think the ultimate way that we decide what's what's an episode uh is it just it's just like how far it pulls you down the rabbit hole i guess like there one of the episodes we did which is one of our most popular episodes is an episode about how uh the 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 rock musician andrew wk is actually a performance artist who's playing a character that he's been keeping in character for the last two decades and the way that that started was i had just heard this this little there, there was a there was a conspiracy theory that he is Andrew WK is played by different actors that like switch off. And so I was like, that's interesting. And so I started kind of reading about it. And at first we weren't going to do an episode about it. Cause I was like, this is just a conspiracy theory. This is not a, it's, this is not an interesting story. It's just, it's just a made up thing. Right. But then as I started digging into it, it just, it pulls me in. And, th- and the next thing I know, I've written a script for a four hour episode about how he's not played by multiple actors. He's a performance artist who's been living this like fake life for two decades. So I, it, it, it really is just kind of like as you're starting to look into it, if you just black out and then the next thing you know, you wake up and you've written like a 50 page script, then that's the episode. That's the episode. It's crazy. My God, that's so that's crazy. cool. I'm wearing my Ann Arbor T-shirt today. Home of Andrew W. Oh, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, totally. Uh, that's insane. You guys, uh, you guys really deep dive into shit i mean like it's uh it's impressive how deeply you dive oh yeah i I became i get i became obsessed with that guy like it it took me like it took me like a month to like research and write that script and then like i couldn't get out of it there was like there was a while there was a while where i was like texting dave at like three in the morning being like andrew wk just posted a new cryptic video and i don't i'm trying to analyze it and i don't know what it means but i'm gonna figure it out and we're going to do it. We're going to do a part two of it because there's just there's so much more. Oh, my God. What are some. Crazy. So, I mean, incredible. What are some of your favorite episodes for people who have never heard of your podcast to check out? Like when you are yeah. telling your friends like, OK, or I want to pitch deep cuts to my friends. I'm like, check out this episode, this episode. What are some of your favorite and easiest to get into wild episodes? Yeah, uh, well, I'll. I'll let Dave do the easiest to get into or whatever, okay. whatever you want. But I have a couple. So the first one is the Andrew WK episode. Like, right. I, I think that that's like a perfect introductory episode to the show. It is yeah. very long, so it's not as easy to get to. It's 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 one of our longest episodes. It's, it's four hours long. Um, God. You guys are like Dan Carlin. <laughs> but, it's like hardcore history, but insane. Yeah, it's well, the do, only podcast see. that comes in two VHS tapes. You have to put them yeah, for sure. Like the 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 four disc like Final Fantasy eight yeah. jewel case. Um, we do we do shorter episodes that are like more like an hour long, but some of our bigger ones are like four hours and that's our, that's like that's pretty much our most popular episode because uh number one it's just it's just a really crazy story it's really accessible in that a lot of people know who andrew wk is but there's right. just never heard of this um and it's also just like it's so surreal and also a lot of the information we cover on that i feel like we kind of were the first people and the only people talking about it 
Like we kind of scooped some stuff in that episode. Um, So people love that episode. Um, And then also the Chris Hansen episode. It's three parts. And uh, that one's really popular. And once again, it's like it's the same vibe where it's like a very well-known person with this whole like Mm. below the sea iceberg of information that people are really fascinated to learn about. Wow. Dave. Yeah, I, w- I would say probably like maybe I, I agree with both of those, but I would say another one that it has a similar vibe where it's it's deep divey, but it's maybe not nine hours long is the the episode we did on Lisa Frank, the iconic like oh, yeah, yeah. designer. Yeah, I, totally, yeah. I totally forgot about Lisa Frank. That's Unicorns a perfect. Unicorns and rainbows. Everyone had a trap. Lisa yeah, Frank trap. Totally. Right. And and uh, she's from my ho- hometown or she lives in my hometown of uh tucson arizona and she had her factory there and she's a notorious uh drug addict and recluse (laughs) whoa yeah Yeah, her her real life story is really strange and the whole evil willy wonka yeah pretty much and there's like there's like so many stories of like rampant abuse of employees during like the heyday like well ever while everybody was buying trapper keepers and and backpacks, there was like employees being yelled at and chairs thrown at them, Whoa. and like, there was like a Mad Men esque uh, dynamic to the to the company. That's nuts. Um, and that's you need a pr- that notebook cover to be more colorful. Damn it! I that's, said four unicorns. Yeah! <laughs> that's barely even not. That's barely even a joke. That's yeah, that's like that's it's crazy that's accurate. But that's a perfect crazy. episode because yeah, it's it's like it's it's a similar to that where it's a well named <laughs> character with this crazy story, but it's like that one's like a brisk hour long, right? Right. Nice. That's yeah. are, are there any episodes you guys have started, but then like the opposite kind of Andrew? What you were saying is like opposite of the blackout, and you wake up and you've got a fifty page script. Are there any episodes or, or themes or, or subjects you guys have started that like oh you know what this isn't gonna do it for us? <laughs> I can see Dave already laughing. Yes, yeah, tons yes. of them. Yes. Uh, uh, the, for me, the one that's the most, I mean, that, that there's a lot of those, but for me, the one that's the most painful is, uh, I'm a big fan of the pulp 1930s character, the Phantom, and I'm- Love the Phantom. Yeah. I'm low-key convinced that uh, Lee Falk did not create the Phantom at all. I think he's a guy like Bob Kane, where he used ghost artists, and I have like two-thirds of a script all about that. But the problem is I can't prove it because uh, all of those people are fucking dead. <laughs> so and and he he was such a and it's all he's also a really interesting guy because he's this he was a writer who got in at the at the beginning of the, the boom of the the comic strip industry, which was a very commercially successful uh, and culturally relevant thing, unlike it is today, where it's kind of just like, oh yeah, newspaper strips, they're over in the corner. Like, in the 30s, like, newspaper strips was like, if you got one of those that was syndicated, it was like having an HBO show or something. Yeah. Like, it was culturally it was the, was very the, Yeah, the streamer. It was like a Netflix show. Totally. Yeah. And he uh, low-key didn't like comics. Like, he loved Mandrake and, and the Phantom because they were his character, but that wasn't what he wanted to do with his life. So he blew millions of dollars on a theater company that he ran in Rhode Island. And so he Whoa. put on all of these productions and just, like, sunk his life savings into these things. Also, while he was making these comics, which is why, low-key, I'm convinced that he didn't make any of these fucking comics. Ah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that I mean, that's it, it, that's the one that's like, oh, I wish I could just I could just find that final piece of somebody else saying that Lee Falk is a fucking piece of shit too, and then I could make yeah. a fucking episode about this. 
and and for for me, uh, the, I was working on an episode about this person uh, who's known on the internet as Chip Chan, which is this <laughs> this this Korean woman who, in two thousand six, she started live streaming her apartment, and like twenty four seven, she just would live stream her apartment every day. And she never leaves her apartment. She's like an agoraphobic person. She won't go out. She, she'll have like groceries delivered to her and stuff. And she is convinced that there is an evil policeman on the Korean police force who has inserted a microchip into her foot and is watching her at all times and like controlling her life. And so she from the moment that she started live streaming in 2006, she hasn't stopped live streaming. She just sits in her apartment. She sleeps like for 12 hours at a time in like weird positions. Like she'll sit in a chair and just be sleeping like this for 12 hours. And she posts. And then sometimes she'll just start ranting about these conspiracy theories that she has about this, about this uh, evil police officer who's stalking her named P. So I'm working on this episode. I'm like, obviously, this is a great idea for an episode, right? Like you like anybody compelling, very compelling. But whenever I actually started digging into it, I realized. I quick pretty quickly that there's actually not a lot to the story. That's it. Mm. That's the, like other than that, that very flashy kind of like thumbnail. Yeah. Yeah. All she does is just sit in her house all day. That's it. Oh. There's there's no more to the story. Nothing has happened. She just sits in her house, watches shows on her laptop, and that's it. And sleeps. Oh my god. So I was I got, also- I got into it and I was like, "Oh, this is this is uh this is not a, an interesting story." And, also, and yeah, and she's also just, she's just schizophrenic. Like, yeah, she's right. she's yeah, she's, just she's mentally men- she's mentally ill, and so it felt like a little exploitative, where it was uh, like ah, uh, like this is just like if there's not an interesting story to this, then it is just us being like, look at this fucking weird mentally ill person, yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah. so it's like ah, uh, this this is this you this, so no badly here. you so badly want there to be a twist to that story. But yeah, and there's yeah, and there's really not. It's just a, it's just yeah. a very it's a very mentally ill person who is like they're, yeah yeah. Like if there actually was a microchip in her, I also like <laughs> just by the way for anybody out there who thinks that that there's they've got a microchip implanted in them and they're being watched, uh, it's not in your foot. Okay, no, like, yeah, no one's gonna for sure if they're watching you, they're not gonna put a microchip in your foot. That doesn't make any sense. Listen to yourself; it's crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, also, you know where the microchip is that's tracking yeah. us. The mi- right. microchip is right here. We we yeah. carry we carry it in our pockets <laughs> yeah, exactly. at all times. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's an outline in our jeans. Yeah, that's the microchip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the size of a candy bar. It's insane. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, that's all amazing. I, I, wow. I'm deep cuts, man. Deep cuts. I, Everybody, I, listen to deep cuts. This hits me right exactly yeah. in wherever my feelings live because I don't have a heart. But exactly, yeah. this is my <laughs> perfect podcast. I love this shit. Uh, speaking of deep cuts, my whole life has been a deep cut for uh, for today's topic. I, that's that was a bit of a stretch of a transition, but close. <laughs> very, enough. Got, very. Uh, hard you pivot, got, you got there. You got there. <laughs> but we, uh, you know, I spent my whole life going to national parks, state parks, that type of stuff. So uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about national parks. We'll be right back. And we're back. We are here with Dave Baker and Andrew Price from the excellent podcast, Deep Cuts, uh, an obsessive rabbit hole following uh, yeah. great uh, 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 pop culture podcast. And what if you, what if you actually listened to it and it was just terrible? Like you just <laughs> based, based on our pitch, care. it sounded so good and you listened to it. It's just like 
we just be terrible. We're just wildly speculating about made up things that we didn't actually research. But you know what? Then my I would actually my adulation would shift to how great pitchmen you guys are. Yeah. Yeah. You there know, we go. There we go. There's there's always something to compliment somebody on. So if your podcast sucks, you guys do a great job in promoting it. Let me tell That's you. That's right. I've been That's look right. working on Conan for 20 years, man. Somebody comes on some fucking show. It's like, you know, the, the black hole vampires or something. And it's like this dude has to promote a, the worst TV show that's ever been made. And he's like selling it. And I'm like, that dude's a great actor because that show That's is right. terrible. You know, it's like, <laughs> is black hole vampires a show about immortal people that have been afflicted with vampirism that have black holes in their heads like what is what is black hole vampire i was gonna say the end like i was thinking more science based like a galaxy quest kind of show where they've got a ship like the like black hole remember that old disney movie you mean it's on the edge the edge of the accretion oh my god and he's got a poster of it wow (laughs) oh my god they're they're on the edge of the accretion disc and sucking off like a vampire sucking off the energy and that's how they're powering their ship but really it's a rom-com it's a romantic comedy (laughs) a multi-cam that takes place on this spaceship it's kind of not what you think i told you it was a terrible show can you believe we're on the edge of this black hole (laughs) (laughs) crowd goes wild (laughs) kramer walks in what's going on in here okay enough all right so we could go on and on this is deep cuts guys um so okay rj's gonna try to convince me to go to a national park, let's go. What do you got? What do you? I got? mean, all right. So first of all, the there's like, we'll, we're not going to go crazy deep cut. This isn't a four hour podcast, but we'll get a couple of <laughs> fun facts. Sometimes it feels here. that way. Sometimes, Sometimes it does. It feels that way. Four hundred and twenty three parks in the park system. Gen- uh, there's over that. That's uh, there. The Great Smoky Mountain National Park, which is the one I lived closest to in Tennessee. Uh, is the most visited national park. It's not Yosemite. Wow. It's not Yellowstone. It's the Great Smoky Mountain. I actually think that's yeah. because it's like one of the big ones in a area of the country where there's not a lot of national parks. You know, there's a ton out west. Back east, there's only that one. Are you um, just going to now list facts about every national yeah. park? Well, I'm just I mean, kind of setting like, the scene because no, I mean, we the just talked cut, we about pop culture for here. 25 minutes. What? And it was great, by the way. And now it we're talking amazing. about like... It was well, amazing. I'm trying has, to. This is the square footage of this park. I'm Jesus trying Christ. to deep. This is a deep cut our own shit here. All right, so we got <laughs> we got Yellowstone, we got Zion, we got Rocky Mountain in that order. Most popular. Uh, so listen, the the first reason <laughs> that you should go to a national park is uh-huh. because of, and it's it kind of ties in with some of the stuff with their podcast. You get to step back into a piece of history. Okay. So here's, I have a little bit of history. I have a little bit of, uh, oh, you do. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Consider me completely unshocked. 1864, Lincoln during the Civil War protected Yosemite, protected that area. That wasn't National Park. But then in 1872, so it goes like way back. Yellowstone was protected. That basically 1916, Woodrow Wilson created the national park system there. It's just like, it's a way to step into a physical piece of the past. It's a part that has Mm. been protected and unchanged and you love history and kind of that whole thing. So I don't know. It's like a, it's a cool, like even if you go into a museum, right? A museum is cool and they have pieces of history in the museum, sometimes preserved. That's what a museum is. Yes. 
correct. But this is like, you know, the, the, the whole place is pretty. It's like walking onto another planet. I see what you're saying. You're saying that it's basically like a museum for nature. And that's why I would like it, because I like museums. Sure. Yeah. It's like a museum. For David nature. Andrew. Do you, and yeah, I it's, am, it's a museum. I am just talking about. I am just talking about national parks, not like there's national monuments. There's like protected buildings, sure. all that stuff. I'm just talking about parks for sure. Do you, uh, D- Dave and Andrew, do you guys feel like, do you ever kind of step back and you're like, we are like pop culture historians. I mean, you basically are in many ways creating documents that some people will, I'm sure in the future, come back and be like, we're using your research as their research. Does that? And then, and then they're, they're like, ever, <laughs> they're like what's of- this fucking Muppet character? And why is there so much fucking singing? <laughs> but like in, in that way, do you ever because that was something that would get in my head is like, man, I got to do a good job on this because it's like, what if someone in the future like is Buckaroo like the Buckaroo ba- Banzai, Buckaroo Banzai and what in the ninth dimension? What's the rest eighth, of that? Eighth, eighth, eighth dimension. dimension. Sorry. But like. That you created through your podcast, new original content, canon content in that universe. I mean, that's awesome. Do you guys ever get in your head about that? Like, oh, man, no, we got to go back and record this or I got to get this right. Or like, Andrew, you're saying it's like three in the morning and you're like, I have to finish this because you guys kind of are creating these documents, which is really cool. Do you ever get in your head about that? Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm obsessed with that. I'm. I, it's not even and it's not just that it's good. Like, I'm very I'm very consumed with making the podcast good. Like, yeah, because sometimes the, the topics are so obscure and kind of nerdy. I really want the show to be like really polished and entertaining. So, you yeah. know, with with the original music we create and just the overall sheen of it and trying to make the quality of it as good as possible, considering that we're recording remotely because we started the show kind of during the pandemic and stuff. Wow. Um, but also, I think even more so, I'm obsessed with making sure that everything is factual. We don't say mm-hmm. anything that is inaccurate that we, you know, and, and it is that it's where I'm like, it, at three in the morning, like going back and being like, oh, well, we said this thing, but like that's not I've I've looked this up and that's not completely true. So I need to go back and change that. And I need to re-record right. that to like clarify something because, yeah, I mean, what whether it's people in the future looking at this as a document or whether there's people just now like looking at it as a I'm, I'm just very I'm very uh, consumed with the idea of people, um, ha- you know, having uh, looking to us as people who can accurately and properly represent these topics and never lose faith in us and and trust in us that we are presenting them with an as accurate a view of this thing as possible. And there's definitely been things I've things I've followed, whether it's podcasts or websites or whatever in the past where one little thing was like wrong. And I, and that just like, it chips away at the, at the, at the, uh, at, at your trust in it, basically. Yeah. And Dave, kind of how you were saying, like, you don't feel good about doing the episode about the Phantom because you're missing that. That link. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if we did do that one, it would be like, a, look, this is something I can't prove, but I'm pretty fucking sure. Right. right. Because like, especially, you know, uh, you know, our, our our listenership is not insignificant. And that comes with a sense of responsibility for me, Absolutely. especially when there are topics that might not escape into the broader uh, cultural conversation, you know, like I don't know that Laz Rojas is like, <laughs> you know, I don't know that there's a lot of people talking about him except for us. Yeah. Um, or, 
you know, a, a myriad of topics. Like, you know, we did an episode before that docu-series about the Free Britney movement. And like that is something that there's a lot of people yeah. talking about and it's something in the conversation. It was less then, but now. So there's a little bit less of uh, pressure to get it right. But when there are these very niche topics or or important things, like we did one about the the um, Spanish flu and like the history Whoa. behind it and... Whoa. Woodrow Wilson is a character in our podcast now because he was the president that oversaw that madness. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, all of that stuff, like there is there's a yeah, there's a big sense of responsibility that I hope we don't fuck up. But also it's the Internet, man. Come on. It's but the Internet, baby. Similarly, uh, you know, in, in that way of of us providing this sort of document, these these series of documents that that sort of leave these flags in the ground. uh, I kind of feel like, uh, you know, with what RBJ was saying, like national parks, yeah, maybe they're a museum of nature, but, and that's, that's really interesting. And if you really, you know, if you want to go out and see a tree that is, you know, a million years old, or you want to yeah. see these rocks that were formed and see like, you know, the layers of like this rock was formed during the, the, you know, this period of, of history and this rock, was, that's, that's really interesting. And you can, and you know, at Grand Canyon, at the Grand Canyon, you can see they, they have like the trail of time where you walk through and. As you walk down the trail, it, they have these little sections where they show the the rock that existed during that time period. Whoa! But I didn't know that. yeah, but but it's also uh, you know, it, to me, it's also it, it's it's a it's a muse- museum or a sort of uh, a time capsule of of American history and the history of our, our government and the and the way that we've uh, interacted with our land and and, and the environment. And, totally. you know, kind of, you know, with what with what RJ was saying, with the whole thing of like, you know, Yosemite was protected during the Civil War because, you know, Lincoln was like, let's fuck each other up. But like, don't mess up this, <laughs> this tree over, over here yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Don't, um, don't fuck with this tree. And then uh, John Muir, who was this uh, he, right. was, he was this environmentalist guy and a poet. And he really fought for creating the idea of national parks, which at the time was really controversial because mm-hmm. these lands were used to farm and ranch and things like that. So. The, the these guys like John Muir and Teddy Roosevelt and, and other members of uh you know and and Woodrow Wilson they were arguing for like let's take these pieces of land that you use to ranch and farm and move cattle and we'll protect them and you can't use that anymore so it was like super controversial wow. that they were doing this yeah. but it's it it was a it, to me it's a it's 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 a look back at a time when. And, and, you know, not that farming and ranching is not important and not that that's not a vital part of our economy and our ability to live. But like it's a look back at a time whenever. The people in uh, and obviously there's horrible things in American history and there was horrible things going on then. And this whole thing is it, the, the very fact that we have these national parks is built upon this this structure in which we came and stole land from people. And uh, so there's, there, it's not to say that like this was a better time. A hundred percent. It definitely wasn't flawed, but definitely flawed, but. In one aspect, it's a look back at a time whenever people, including our government, had more reverence. They, they had they had a respect and a reverence and a sense of importance for things like the environment and for our lands that took precedence over capitalism and industry, where they were yeah. saying, like, mm-hmm. we are choosing to protect this land because it's important. And we are in any any, uh, you know, any uh, artifacts that are res- that are ex- uh, that are taken up from this land. We're going to return it to the, the 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 native people that it belonged to. They they had a respect and a reverence for this land um, 
that doesn't necessarily exist anymore. Everything is all just commerce and industry and capitalism and like, fuck this place. If, if we can build a pipeline through here to, yeah. to make some more money on this end and if we can do this over here, we can destroy this. And, you know, people just don't give a fuck anymore. But back then, there was a lot of fucked up shit going on. But at least people were like, this is important. Our environment is important. You know, Teddy Roosevelt was a huge proponent of, of uh, yeah, he was a, he was a conservative in the traditional sense, which is like we need to conserve our land. We need to conserve our resources. Yes. Um, and it's like it's he, like that when you go when you go to those parks, like you're you're it's like a synecdoche for that. It's like stepping into that time capsule of like a time whenever people felt it was important to preserve land, which doesn't necessarily exist anymore, which is a shame. Totally. And when you yeah. go there, it is when you go today, it does. There is something that reconnects you in all different ways to that time and to that idea. So this that brings me perfectly into my second point, Ooh. which is Teddy Roosevelt in 1906, the Antiquities Act, all that stuff. He, the whole reason that he gave presidents in the future the authority to create national parks and protected lands and all this stuff was because he truly believed that it built character to go there. So like Blay, obviously there's like the uh, there's the like it builds character if you go camping and all this stuff, but also on like a national level, like you were just saying, it builds character. Like there's all this other fucked up shit going on in the world, and that's always going to happen. But at the end of the day, we can go back to these places that we have that are preserved, and I don't know. I think there's just something special about that where you can still go to a place and discover things. You can still go to Denali in Alaska and like walk on land that people have never been to or never mapped even you know like there's just that i think it adds to the character of a country and then on a super micro level adds to the character of a person when they get to experience that so i, I have a bad character is that what you're saying that's what i'm taking away. i just think we could all improve our characters all right well, all right noted <laughs> yeah i think it puts i remember things, that i remember that i think it, i think it can really put things into perspective as well um it, you know, and it's funny because I, I think I, I, I also have a connection with with national parks and going to them. And, you know, I'm from I'm from New Mexico. And when I was a kid, uh, nice. you know, we went to we went to Carl's the Carlsbad Caverns, which is which is a national park. We went to White Sands, which is a national monument. Uh, I just literally got back from the Grand Canyon uh, yesterday. Um, oh, nice. Damn. Uh, we, we were we were at the Grand Canyon. We uh, I think where where we go before that? We were, we were at another national park a couple weeks ago. I forget. I I forget now, but uh, uh, my I go. Jet setting life of Andrew Price. Yeah, yeah Jesus. <laughs> what's the coolest? Go, what's the coolest national park you've ever been to? This can be um, for anybody, but Andrew, yeah, you, you seem yeah, to go uh, quite often. The coolest one. I mean, I I, I really like the Grand Canyon. Um, the Grand Crater Canyon Lake is, is like just crazy. Like the minute yeah, you, you get there, you get the like crazy rush of like, holy shit, that's a real. Yeah, thing. I mean, you when you look out into the canyons, it's just like it. It's so it's so different from what we're used to in a more metropolitan setting and the way it's that it just doesn't look real. Like your brain almost can't process it where it just it yeah. just looks like a map, a map painting or something. Yeah. Um, I just get- saw this. I just saw this movie Mega Fault uh, where <laughs> a giant uh, earthquake has opened up. A crack has opened up and, and they're good. They try to drive it towards the Grand Canyon so it'll stop it. The Grand uh, yeah. Canyon is America's only hope. But then it goes north. <laughs> 
Ah. Eric LaSalle decides to (laughs) plan a bunch of charges and he sacrifices himself. And Brittany Murphy, this is not even a joke, gets uh, rescued from a Jeep lifted off because the earthquake is chasing them. The crack is chasing them. There's three different chase scenes with a crack, like and they're outrunning a crack. That's like a fucking, I don't know, sentient. Amazing. She gets pulled onto a helicopter. But uh, yeah, the Grand Canyon's cool, I guess. Hear me out, though. Hear me out. This is not a public park. It's not a monument. But... In California, we have Vasquez Rocks, which is where they shot a whole bunch of fucking Star Trek. Oh, yeah. That's right. We've been there, Archie. Oh, yeah. Vasquez yeah. We, we Rocks. Were, we were just there the, the other day. That's yeah, right. I, both, both, we, were, we were out there. They, they have it all fenced in, though. They, they, like, people, you can't people go are, on it now? Whoa. No. Boo. Yeah, I mean, that stinks. Boo. Yeah, Boo. that sucks. That but stinks. people who haven't been to Vasquez Rocks or heard of it, they did a lot of Star Trek there. They did a lot of yeah. other things. And you would definitely know it because it looks like, you know, the, the spiny... Whatever, it looks like, like Vulcan, or is that yeah, the, they, Vulcan. Planet, the planet Vulcan yeah. is based on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, yeah. In the 2000, but only in the 2009 the, the original, yeah, yeah. the original Vulcan doesn't look like that. Yeah, yeah. Only the there good one. There, deep dive, deep dive on Vulcan. <laughs> deep, yeah. deep cut, deep cut. On <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, okay, all right. I get it. That good, good second argument gets it. What's yeah, built character in all sorts of ways. Third argument yeah. is the probably the most obvious one, but it's it, but it is an important one. Blay, you love. You love sci-fi. You love, you know, literature and movies. And these are real life, worldly mm. wonders that you can go experience. And when you go experience them, you help preserve them. Like the Grand Canyon How, we were just what? talking about. How? Or because you donate money to parks. go inside. How am I preserving it? What? Nah, but you stay on the trail. You, uh, you know, you leave no trace. You do all that stuff. But I'm, I, but I there's like crop dust quite a bit if I've had some that's cheese. True. So that's that true. would be we a We do trace. alter the like, air. Of the oh, Blaze been here. Ugh. But like Crater but, Lake. But it's high I wind. Mean, He's that bad. He's rotting <laughs> inside, you know. <laughs> yeah, but Sorry. you know what I'm talking about. It's just like a wondrous, insane, natural place. The Grand Canyon is a perfect sure. example. Crater Lake is another one where you go there and you're like, holy shit, this is like a real men didn't make this like this is just this was here uh one of my favorites uh that i've been to is this place called kenai fjords national park up in alaska and you basically it's all these glaciers right on the ocean and you can go there and not only do you see like these insane glaciers but it's kind of my first point you get to it is like a perfect bookmark in time where you can walk from the ocean towards the glacier and they have these sign posts up that say the glacier was here in 1908 and then the you keep walking and it's like the glacier was here in 1940 and you keep walking and it's like you see how the and then you keep walking changing. and then they're like there's a little sign that says the glacier's behind you you're like Fuck! <laughs> you turn around it's like <laughs> yeah it you. no but you know it, it's a it's a great reminder of how the earth is changing and how we have to protect the earth I think it's a right. perfect, like, just signpost billboard for everyday people to remember that the earth won't last forever and we all have to work together to keep it uh, livable. That's true. Do you think if Trump had ever been to a national park ever, he would have not pulled us out of the Paris Climate Accords? 
No, I think he just hates the French. He I hates it. <laughs> yeah. It's just an anti-French thing. It has nothing to do with the environment. Went, that guy could have been. Easily could have been. The, He's uh, like, oh, I got a bad Chris sandwich this morning. Pull out yeah. the Paris Accords. He went to yeah, the Kenai so Fjords bad. Park I was just talking about and went to the edge of the glacier with a with a lighter and tried to make it lower like he just tried yeah, to he, yeah. make the, the he was, glacier he was trying to personally in. contribute to the, the yeah. melting of yeah. the he's of like the ice i want to put my own sign here from where i moved it back <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. i think i think there's a little bit of a of an insular thing to it as well it is like yeah we got to protect the environment but i also think that it puts things into perspective a little bit um we you know we we did a we just did an episode about the life and career of hideo kojima and how uh, you know, him creating the Metal Gear franchise and sort okay. of like becoming like one of the first auteur video game uh, designers. Uh, and then and then kind of like how he uh, Konami ended up kind of screwing him over, uh, you know, and <sighs> because of the whole thing of like mobile gaming taking over. And then, you know, he makes Death Stranding and all that stuff. We we did a whole episode about that. And a lot of what we talked about in the episode was kind of some of the themes that he deals with in the Metal Gear franchise, uh, the sort of like existential um futility of of uh trying to uh leave a mark on the world and you know the way that he deals with those themes the the, the moby dick like melvillian themes in metal gear solid mm-hmm. 5 and stuff yeah we talked we talked about that a lot we talked about this idea of like you know whenever whenever you spend your entire life trying to create work and leave an impact on the world at some point it almost it just becomes like a it all blends together into this monotone and it's like you know what what is the what who am i what what is what is my identity outside of what i'm doing which, you know, obviously Dave and I relate to a lot with a lot of the work that we do, you know, doing the podcast and also, you know, like Dave is a, is a comic writer and an artist and he spends a lot of his time in his house just drawing all day, every day. And, uh, you know, uh, and and so and, it, and we talked about the idea of like, how do you how do you reconnect to your identity and how do you how do you find that in the malaise of this monotonous grind? Um, and, I, and I think that like going out to a national park can really help put that into perspective. Mm. You, you see a lot of people say things that kind of sound like vaguely hippie-ish, like I'm oh. one, I feel one with nature and stuff like that. And that can tend to feel meaningless and kind of just like a weird, just saccharine thing for a hippie type person to say. But the way that I ground it in something practical is you go out and you stay at the Grand Canyon, you go camping or whatever. Like we were camping at the Grand Canyon and, uh, you know, you, you, would you it, call it the Grand Campion? Oh, yes. yes. I I would actually. Um I'm going <laughs> to I'm I'm petitioning for hell them to yeah. change the name. Hell yeah. But uh but you know and you don't have cell service, you can't do anything out there. You really are just stuck in like I'm here, I'm in I'm present right now. I can't go on my phone, I can't look at social media. I can't really work even if I wanted to do something productive. I can't really do that. Yeah. Um and it really helps you to strip away some of that stuff cuz you know, living in this sort of technologically uh technologically dominated world that we live in especially when we work in fields like we work in like digital media and making movies and videos yeah 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 yeah. it it helped sometimes you can lose sight of who you are as a person and like who the fuck am i if i'm not editing this podcast or drawing this comic or making this video who am i as a person and going out and camping in a national park can at least, even if it's like not your favorite thing to do, even if it's something you do once a year or whatever, mm-hmm. like Blay, even if you are not convinced that you love national parks, if you even do this once a year, it's a great way to reset that and go out and just be like, who the fuck am I as a person without any yeah. of this shit, without the te- without the internet, without working on a podcast, without, you know, doing, uh, you know, Clueless Gamer or whatever, whatever it is. 
Yeah. Who am I as a person? And and I think that national parks are a great place to do that because they're one of the last protected areas where you can go out and do that. And they haven't built a fucking Starbucks or yeah. put, built wi- Wi-Fi into it or whatever. It's, it's um, society that's a, stripped excellent down. Point. Excellent point. Yeah. yeah. Society stripped down. Excellent point. Yeah. Excellent point. Um, all right. So, look, RJ's come up with three arguments. Andrew's made, frankly, a better argument than any of those. <laughs> and uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'll render my verdict. We'll be right back. And we're back. We're here with Andrew Baker. Um, no, Andrew Dave Price, Baker, Dave Baker, and Andrew Price. Their so names sorry. are literally on the screen. I actually, know. I tried names. to do our, it without looking, and then I our fused it our fused self is named Dan <laughs> is Dandrew. It's da- Dandrew Breaker. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Dandrew <Yeah>. Breaker. <laughs> um, they got they have uh, an amazing uh, podcast, the Deep Cuts. Uh, you guys should all listen to it. They're clearly incredibly good at what they do um there's a couple of podcasts there's a couple of podcasts called deep cuts so if you look it up uh the cover is the two of us wearing like hardy boys sweaters i'm holding a magnifying glass dave is holding a a flashlight and we're kind of like peering out into the darkness i love it it's Uh, a metaphor (laughs) it's a metaphor (laughs) um so i think i heard the glacier whispering i had the glacier that was the glacier That's the key. <laughs> I'm behind you. Get away from me. My lighter. <laughs> uh, so what do you think, Blay? We got the, the three arguments were you get to step back in time. It's a preserved spot. Uh, it's like walking through a natural museum. Then there's the uh, the hold. It builds character. We could all do that. You especially. Uh, and then there's the whole, you know, you get to experience real life wonders and then hmm. Andrew's amazing points, better than any of my points, is when you <laughs> step into these places, you can kind of reconnect with yourself, learn more about yourself without the phone, without the Zoom, all that stuff. What do you um, think? Here's, so here's the thing. I, I'm of two minds. I love like Mary Oliver is like my favorite poet. and she, She's all about nature and 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 how there's this excellent poem she has about like uh the a tree's relationship with the weather and how that relates with with us and and the flow of time and all these things i love that so there's that whole i i i i communicate uh, uh or i operate on a certain level where i do think us as humans as a species communicate in ways with nature that we don't fully understand and you know, to kind of bring up andrew's point about the hippiness and and all that totally. stuff which is it's true. I believe, and I, and I, I I believe, believe they that. call that the M. Night Shyamalan uh, <laughs> paradigm. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Shyamalan paradigm, for sure. Mm-hmm. I saw that dude in a gym once, and he was barefoot. And I was like, don't walk around barefoot in the gym, That's M. Night awesome. Shyamalan. Uh, but the twist is that his feet just look like shoes. Ah, yeah, or his shoes exactly. just look like feet. Was, you know what I'm saying? He, he was, was wearing those in, glove yeah. shoe things. Yeah. His feet were covered in microchips. All right. So- uh yeah so there's that and then so i'm of that mind i, I have a poetic mind and, and all that but also i'm a comedian so you know the fucking outside is just dirt and rocks man and trees and shit it's like bill hicks once said like i don't get the beach man it's where like fucking dirt meets water like who cares like so it, it's 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 two minds now i have to say rj what first of all 
you what was your first argument? Parks are like museums, but outside. I hate yeah. museums. I go in a museum. A museum to me is like a zoo for cool artifacts and ideas. I hate it. I hate zoos. Don't lock up these things. And well, I'm not locking up the trees. The trees were already there. I know. It's like walking know, I, through an old yeah. house. Is that a better I, metaphor? I'm commenting on your argument, which was uh, hilarious. Uh, the second one, I need to build character. I mean, that's true. It's never going to happen. Uh, I'm, you know, a howling black void with a thin layer of coffee stretched over the top. It's never going to happen. happen, no matter how many times I go, how, how much wood I chop, how many lumberjack uh, events I'm doing in the lumberjack games. I'm never going to build character ever. We all know that. I'm pudding poured into a rubber sleeve. I'm nothing. I'm a. a and what was your third thing? I can't remember what your third thing was. My God, it, the, what the was your wonders. Third thing? You get to see oh, the cool wonders. shit. That was you great. Get to see That's cool great. shit. That's great. That's um, great. It's I, pronounced I, Oneaters. Yeah. yeah. The Oneaters. Yeah, Oneaters. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> great movie. Um, but so that, I like that, which is true. Like, and, and Andrew, you made a great point as well about like the Grand Canyon. You see, you know, oh, this rock was here, you know, at this time. And that's cool. Like going up to the Redwoods, which I've never done. Very cool. Like that is like. You know, I, I love uh, there's an Instagram account I love. Speaking of nature, social media, uh, there's an Instagram I kind of love call, called Earth Porn. And it basically has all these amazing things about the earth. It's like and when I look at that and I'm like, I cannot believe we get to live on this planet. It's so crazy. crazy. I got to go to Greenland, which was like coming in, like in the plane in our tiny plane in Greenland when we're flying like from Nook to uh, Elilisat. It was like Prometheus, like genuinely alien planet. And I was like, this is this is like a fucking 10 hour flight from my apartment. And it looks like Prometheus. It's insane to think about that. Truly, truly crazy to think about that stuff. So listen, I will go with you to a national park. Wow. Your arguments were hilarious. And you're so lucky that Dave and Andrew were our guests today because I think (laughs) they made it. I think you got a big assist today from our guests. I definitely Uh, did. But I will go and I will be donating to the Sierra Club. And, you know, honestly, trying to get them to change their motto to go fuck outdoors, which is a better motto. You know, it is a better. Uh, motto. So well done, gentlemen. And well yes. done, RJ. This is a great topic. I will say a great. Topic. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, everybody should go. Everybody should go. And if, and if anybody and else wants to go. donate. Yeah, everybody it's great. If, if anyone wants to donate to Sierra Club, just go to Sierra Club dot org. Andrew, and Dave, thank you so much for joining That's us. Right. Remember to check thank out you. The Deep get, Cuts get, get, podcast. I'm subscribing right after this. I can't wait. I got to hear this fucking Chris Hansen episode. It's nuts. I know. It's get yourself amazing. get yourself a Parks Pass, 80 bucks, and you can go to any national park right. for a year. There it's we amazing. go. Oh, my God. It's amazing. I'll listen, to the po- I'll listen to Deep Cuts while I'm driving up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you guys tune in uh, for new episodes of Hear Me Out every Wednesday. Please rate and review. Tell your friends. If there's something you want us to debate, you can send us an email at hearmeouthearmeout at gmail.com. Thank you, Brett Kushner, for producing the podcast, Strange Hotels, for the theme song, and we will see you next week.